License 26099E. SmartSense, brought to you by Smart Air Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save up to $3,400 on a new comfort system. Whether your furnace is no longer working like it used to, or you want to get ahead of the summer heat, it's time to call the expert heating and cooling technicians at Smart Air. Call now and take advantage of this smart offer from Smart Air. Call 512-600-4311. That's 512-600-4311. Or visit SmartAirAustin.com. The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. That's right. It is the Thursday edition of the Todd and Oz Show. You can join us anytime you want at 512-836-0590. We're here till 10, and you can use that same number to text us as well. We begin with the big stories. A group of the nation's top social media executives, they face some intense questioning from uh, a United Senate committee about the mental health risk that enormously popular platforms pose for young people, as well as some accusations that these companies have failed to protect kids from exploitation and abuse. It was, at times, a contentious hearing. Senator, I view my job and the job of our company as building the best tools that we can to keep our community safe. Well, you're failing at that. Well, Senator, we're doing an industry-leading effort. We build AI tools that... Your product is killing people. Will you personally commit to compensating the victims? You're a billionaire. Republican Senator Josh Hawley laying into Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg over what Hawley feels is his company's refusal to take responsibility for children who have been harmed by Meta's Instagram platform. Zuckerberg at one point rising from his seat and turning to apologize to family members of victims sitting in the audience holding up pictures of their loved ones. And this is why we invest so much and are doing extremely efforts to uh, to make sure that Senators are demanding accountability from Zuckerberg, as well as Discord's Jason Citron, Snap CEO Evan Spiegel, TikTok CEO Shuzi Chu, and ex-CEO Linda Yaccarino, all of whom say programs have been put in place to better prevent and track harmful engagement on their respective platforms. Democratic Chairman Dick Durbin. Discord has been used to groom, abduct, and abuse children. Meta's Instagram helped connect and promote a network of pedophiles. Snapchat's disappearing messages have been co-opted by criminals who financially extort young victims. TikTok has become a, quote, platform of choice for predators to access, engage, and groom children for abuse. And the prevalence of CSAM on X has grown as the company has gutted its trust and safety workforce. The bipartisan Stop CSAM Act, CSAM stands for Child Sexual Abuse Material, would implement ways for companies to be sued and force them to do more to prevent their platforms from being used in harmful ways. The Senate notes the number of victims identified in CSAM rose almost tenfold from 2009 to 2022, from 2,172 victims to over 21,000. John Stolness, Washington. It is 535. The United States military says it's taking out about a dozen of Houthi drones in recent hours. I do hold responsible in the sense of supplying the weapons to the people of Israel. It wasn't one group. We believe that the the attack uh, in Jordan was... uh, was uh, planned, resourced, and facilitated by an umbrella group called the Islamic Resistance in Iraq, uh, which contains uh, multiple groups, including Qatar Hezbollah. Which National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says U.S. intelligence believes planned, resourced, and facilitated the attack. The umbrella group also includes the militant group Qatar Hezbollah. Kirby says President Biden's still weighing options for what comes next. We're gonna respond to the killing of our three soldiers. He's already, he told you that yesterday. He's made his decision, there will be a response. As for what it might look like. When you're talking about what we're anticipating here, which won't just be a one-off, as I said, the first thing you see will not be the last thing. Um, there's a lot of moving pieces in that, in terms of what you're gonna choose to, to go after, and what you're electing not to go after, and why, and, and he asks all those questions. Hey, he did that in this case, but it's, a, it's an iterative process. Iran is threatening its own decisive response to any U.S. attack on the Islamic Republic after the Biden administration said it holds Tehran in part responsible for the strike for backing the militias. The fact that this one had lethal consequences doesn't mean 
that the previous ones weren't intended by these Iran-backed militias to have that same effect. This time they killed Americans and they wounded a lot of them. We are not looking for a war with Iran. We are not seeking a conflict with the regime in a military way. We're not looking to escalate here. This attack over the weekend was escalatory. Make no mistake about it. And it requires a response. Make no mistake about that. Sagar Megani, Washington. It is 537. FBI Director Christopher Wray has issued a warning to lawmakers during a Capitol Hill hearing on, on the threat that uh, is posed by China when it comes to our national security. Securing America. Some chilling warnings Wednesday during a House Select Committee hearing on China's cyber threats in the American homeland and national security. FBI Director Christopher Wray was very direct in describing that danger. China's multi-pronged assault on our national and economic security make it the defining threat of our generation. Wray says China is already attacking our economic and security infrastructure every day while planning for future strikes. The director of the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, Jen Easterly, testified to what that type of attack might look like. Telecommunications going down so people can't use their cell phone. People start getting sick from polluted water. Trains get derailed. With Ray adding, the Chinese are not just focused on military and political targets. Low blows against civilians are part of China's plan. Kevin Uretsky, Fox News. It is 5.38. As the border crossings hit record levels, congressional lawmakers are putting pressure on President Joe Biden to take action. Here's Senator Tim Scott. As many illegal immigrants cross our border as we are legally born Americans. This invasion is insane. We need four more years of Donald Trump to secure our border. He's done it once. He will do it again. Meanwhile, there's new video that shows a boat allegedly full of illegal aliens landing on the beach there in San Diego before fleeing into a neighborhood. Here's newsman Bill Malusian with that story. Uh, San Diego local tells me he was just out in the ocean shooting some video on his GoPro when all of a sudden he noticed a boat speeding in his direction. Jack Enright tells me uh, he was at Marine Street Beach in La Jolla when this happened. The boat beaches itself in the sand and then a group of suspected illegal immigrants jumps off and goes running off into a residential area. These are multi-million dollar homes we're talking about. It's unclear if they were ever caught. I'm still waiting to hear back from CBP though. It is highly unlikely anybody ended up catching these guys. Meanwhile, uh, the story out of New York raising concerns following the, uh, well, the assault on New York police officers recently by a group of illegal aliens uh, there in Times Square. And critics of Governor Greg Abbott's border security battle with the White House claim he's inciting potential violence. Texas continues to put up razor wire even after the Supreme Court ruled the feds could cut it down and the border enforcement is a federal jurisdiction. Austin immigration attorney Kate Lincoln Goldfitch says our democracy relies on all of us cooperating with Supreme Court decisions. For Abbott to completely defy a Supreme Court order is shocking and very concerning. Abbott says the state is under invasion and she says this sets up a constitutional standoff. Lincoln Goldfinch says the last time something like this occurred was during desegregation in the 50s and 60s when the National Guard had to be called in. It is 541. That is reporter Barbara Schwartz. With the turn of the calendar into February, today's February the 1st, we're now just days away from being able to submit a development application through the no, New Home Initiative in Austin. It's, it affects all property owners, and as of Monday, applications will be accepted for adding additional housing units on your property that is currently on a single-family zone. The controversial initiative allows up to three housing units on that plot of land and removes all of the occupancy limits. A teenager is in custody after police say he opened fire on the Pflugerville School campus. Vince Wynn, 17-year-old Conley High School student, is accused of shooting someone in the school's parking lot. Uh, district police officers were told the victim was already on the way to the hospital, and the victim later told Wynn had called him over to his car to show him an AK-47 and a pistol before shooting him and then running over him and speeding away. Uh, the victim was hit in the shoulder. Police say that they knew each other. Wynn is now charged with multiple felonies. Austin police have put out the call for help tracking down a woman who's wanted for allegedly drugging and robbing men in downtown's entertainment district. Police say the woman is linked to a number of robberies between early 2022 and December of last year. 
Phones and credit cards were stolen. The woman racked up about $75,000 worth of purchases. And we do have a full report, including a picture, on our websites at newsradioklbj.com. 548 here on the Todd and Oz Show. You can jump in at 512-836-0590. Well, get ready for a long stretch of construction at Austin's airports. A decade worth of projects will kicked off this week on the west side of the airport as crews get ready to expand the terminal, adding more space and checkpoints and ticketing. It's on, uh, well, it's in City Council member Vanessa Fuentes' district. She spoke with CBS Austin, says the airport has to keep up with the times. Almost every other week, we're posting a new high-volume traffic day, and with that comes uh, the need for us to have an airport that matches that growth. TSA checkpoint three will be closed on the west end of the airport during this first phase of the expansion project it should be complete sometime in the year 2026 four of five texas cities are targeted by uh, the texas attorney general ken paxton in a new lawsuit including austin texas texas attorney general ken paxton has filed lawsuits against five cities austin san marcos colleen elgin and in, after all these cities passed ordinances that aim to eliminate enforcement of low-level marijuana possession. The ordinances were approved by voters in local elections. They prohibit police from making arrests or issuing citations for misdemeanor marijuana possession in most cases. Paxton argues that state law forbids cities from adopting policies that don't fully enforce drug laws. The lawsuits ask the courts to temporarily and permanently bar enforcement of the city ordinances. As newsman Austin York reporting, Walmart says it's adding some perks uh, to its U.S. store managers. Walmart managers will now be getting up to $20,000 in stock grants from the nation's largest retailer every year for at least three years. It also announced that it's raising the starting base pay for store managers starting today. The new annual salary for U.S. managers will range from $90,000 to $170,000. Previously, that range was from sixty-five to one hundred and seventy thousand. There's been more pressure on Walmart managers since the pandemic, with online services like Buy Online pick up in stores. That means they have to balance inventory for both store customers and online shoppers. Till NATO, Fox News. It is five fifty-one, and with a look at Thursday business, here's reporter Jessica Edinger. The Fed leaves interest rates right where they are, and then indicated no cuts are coming in March either. When you say when you ask me about in the near term, right. I'm hearing that as March. I would say uh, I don't think that's it's probably not the most likely case, or what we would call the base case. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell and stocks plunged on that news yesterday. The major averages all in the red to wrap up the month of January. So for yesterday, the Dow fell 300 points. The Nasdaq was down 345 points. But for the month, the major averages were all up at least 1%. So it was a winning month. Private payroll growth slowed to a more normal number in January. The ADP employment report came in at 107,000 new jobs created, well below the 150,000 expected. If you take a step back from this data, um, the, the thing that you see is perhaps just things getting back to normal. 100,000 on the private sector, that's a pretty good number in normal times. But remember, we're coming off of two, three, four hundred thousand as this uh, uh, job sector was still adjusting to the post-pandemic period. CNBC senior economics reporter Steve Leesman. On today's watch list, we get another load of earnings reports from Facebook parent Meta, Apple and Amazon. We find out how many people applied for unemployment benefits last week. Also tonight, Elvis Presley's Gretsch guitar from his Las Vegas residency will be auctioned by Christie's. They estimate it'll pull in at least a quarter million dollars. That is reporter Jessica Edinger. The TSA is quietly rolling out facial recognition at hundreds of airports across the United States. As we hear from Fox reporter Carmen Roberts. Almost every other week, we're posting a new high week. We're posting a new. Some senators call it Big Brother at work, but that's not stopping the Transportation Security Administration from expanding its facial recognition system to 400 airports. 25 already use the technology. The TSA claims the scanners will capture minimum data to match the traveler's face to his or her ID, flight status, and any security threat. But a bipartisan group of senators opposed to the technology introduced a bill in December that would ban facial recognition at U.S. airports. Carmen Roberts. 
Fox News. TSA says it's beginning the beginning stages of the rollouts and won't be fully operational until at least the year 2030. It is 5.53. The agency responsible for helping connect businesses to the Internet is looking to make some changes much simpler going forward. Fox on Tech. How many times have you wanted to throw your home or business Internet router at the wall? What if setting up your home or office-based connected things could become a little more simpler? According to the tech blog The Register, the big agency that controls all the names on the Internet is hoping to fix one small thing for you. The Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers, also known as ICANN, wants to do away with the IP address for your router. Usually you'd need to type in 192.168.something and then dot .something else. And now ICANN wants to change it to the very simple and easy to spell dot .internal. While most home devices today can pair themselves using Wi-Fi, some folks may have more customized networks requiring more skill, especially at offices. And this simplification is aimed at them. ICANN's governing board has yet to approve the change. With Fox on Tech, I'm Eben Brown, Fox News. The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. Got a lot to get to this morning, and uh, and yeah, we need you to join us. We'd love to get your thoughts, your opinions at 512-836-0590. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Todd and Oz Show. Thank you. Goodness, where do we begin? There's a lot to get to. We can, we, we, can, we can talk about border security. We can talk about Chris Ray and this FBI warning about our power grid and infrastructure that's under attack by the Chinese. We can get to that if you want. We can talk about this effort with Ken Paxton uh, going after some cities that have decriminalized the uh, marijuana possession. Mm-hmm. We can talk about a, a, a mountain of things. And including these assaults on police officers in New York and other places uh, by illegal aliens. Uh, jump in here at 512-836-0590. Yeah, four of the five uh, Texas cities uh, that have been targeted by the Attorney General Ken Paxton in a lawsuit. Uh, well, right here in the Austin area. State Attorney General Ken Paxton has filed f- uh, lawsuits against five cities. Austin, San Marcos, Colleen, Elgin, and Denton. Now, all of these cities have passed ordinances that aim to eliminate the enforcement of low-level marijuana possession. What's a low-level marijuana possession? Uh, a couple ounces, ounce maybe, something like that. You know, not, nothing significant. Well, the ordinances were uh, approved by voters in local elections. Uh, they prohibit police from making arrests or issuing citations for misdemeanor marijuana possession in most cases. Uh, Paxton argues that uh, state law forbids cities from adopting policies not to fully enforce drug laws. And the lawsuits ask the courts to temporarily or permanently bar enforcement uh, of this city ordinance. Uh, jump in at 512-836-0590. All right, look, I, I, I get it. You know, there, there are laws on the books, but I, I think Paxton, uh, there, are a lot, there are a lot bigger problems that we face right now as a city, as a state, as a nation, than worrying about whether or not some people are smoking pot. I mean, seriously, the same, a, lot, a lot of the same people that are anti-pot you know, are, are making anti-pot statements as they sip their booze every night. Yeah, you know, it, 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 well, a drug's a drug. I think we're talking about two different things. I don't, I don't care what you do at your home, but if you're in a car, you need to be sober. Well, and that, sure. And that includes not being on pot. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, well, I think that's where police would encounter folks, right? The police aren't going to your house to knock on your door to see what you have possession of. No. But if they pull you over for speeding or a busted taillight, and you got some pot in the car, and they can smell it, and you're a little bit high... Well, you should face the consequences. But what if you're not Just high? as if you're drunk, you're impaired. What if you just have it, you know, say you just have it in your backpack. You know, you're coming from work or something like that. You know, you're not high. You know? I, Still illegal, right? Well, it is. That's what I'm saying. I understand. Run for office and change the law. Maybe. I understand why Paxton's, do, you know, doing this. I mean, it, it is the law. I'm just saying I... I, I, I you I think like, it's a waste of time? I don't know if it's a waste. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I do. I, I just feel like there, there are bigger problems that he, he's, he's got to worry about right now. All right, jump in here at 512-836-0590. Roughly uh, travel through, uh, well, several states uh, that uh, take our border back convoy. Well, apparently they made it last night uh, to, uh, to Dripping Springs. Uh, several people showed up to you know, support, not really joining the, the convoy, but a lot of people showed up to uh, just show their support yeah. for this take our border back convoy. Uh, they're in Dripping Springs, KXAN. They caught up with a few onlookers and, and some of the poor supporters of this massive convoy that's making its way to Eagle Pass. It's a way that I can say thank you to those guys 
enjoy a, a pay. This is like Fourth of July for me. This is a patriotic get together. I, I ran across this on uh, the social media. How cool would that be if everybody coming in went through a checkpoint? Ergo, a port of entry. We we want a secure border. I mean, you see the writing. It's like immigration is great, but crossing the border, I think we're going into the evasion. It's just that we want our presence known. We represent a lot of people that can't be here. And the governor, we want to support him and his trying to get it under control. Yeah, there you go. Just a few folks that were there just to uh, to wave and honk their horns, if you will, for uh, the Take Our Border Back group that's, you know, this convoy that's on their way to Eagle Pass and other points along the southern border. I, you know, I, I, think, it's, I think it's cool. I, it's, it, it, it certainly makes an, a, a nice visual statement. I'm not sure that it, you know there's going to be you know much impact from it, but it does seem to have a lot of support. Uh, there there were a lot of people you know kind of cheering them on last night through through Dripping Springs. I mean it it was you know it was kind of a party atmosphere. Well, uh, what this does is it brings more attention to the story in other states sure. that may not be dealing with uh, you know this immigration issue the way that the state of Texas, the way the southern border states, and the way sanctuary cities are dealing with it too. Right? Mm, yeah. They're being overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Uh, jump in here at 512-836-0590. In fact, uh, there's a, a recreation center in Roxbury. Yeah, uh, that's, Massachusetts. Uh, yeah, up in Massachusetts being converted into a homeless shelter. Mm. A, lot of, a lot of these recreation centers and uh, various, uh, you know, gathering spots in some of these sanctuary cities, they're flipping them into these, uh, these temporary shelters. I'm just wondering, and I, and, I, and I don't know for sure if this even's being discussed, I, I, but I just assume it is because of this sanctuary city, Austin, Texas. Has there been any kind of conversation, and, and I'll be honest with you, I don't know if there has, but I bet there has been a conversation somewhere at City Hall about using our homeless hotels to house illegal aliens. I think that's a real safe bet. I mean, think Nobody about, else is using them, right? I mean, you think about it. The homeless people don't want to use it, yeah. right? Because they want to do drugs and things like that and mental health. They don't want to congregate together, that sort of thing. But some of these illegal aliens might want to uh, fill those, uh, those homeless hotels. I, and I wouldn't be surprised in this sanctuary city that there's some conversations at City Hall on that front. Oh, no doubt about it. No, I mean, if, if anywhere in Texas there are going to be those, those conversations being had by the government, it's here, yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, but whether or not we'd actually see that, who knows? I mean, you know, they're 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 right in the brown in the process, spending millions of dollars to to renovate and say the the Candlewood Suites and and the the Texas bungalows and you know I I I I, I could be wrong, but I think they're currently in the midst of of renovation projects. I don't even know if you could move anybody in at that point. Right. But I guarantee somebody's brought that up at least once. Listen, New York Governor Kathy Hochul. She's uh, she's kind of suggesting that maybe it's time to deport some of these migrants, some of these eagle, eagle aliens. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's what she says. Maybe it's time to deport them okay. uh, after that video of those New York officers being jumped by a group. So it took some cops getting beaten up. They tuned up these two cops, and now she wants to go ahead and, and that uh, is surprising. And, and, and deport and they, them. And they got to walk free. Yeah, they got they to walk free. They did. Just think of the hypocrisy of that. There were, there are folks that weren't even at the White House on January the 6th that are in jail. Mm-hmm. These guys jumped a cop. Mm-hmm. And they were out, what, an hour, hours later? It's not justice, man. What a mess, man. A rude awakening uh, an apartment complex fire this morning, and uh, the fire's now under control, correct? Yeah, according to AFD, they've got it under control, but they're still working the fire right Where? Now. And t- tell us all about so this. So this is at uh, 117 West William Cannon. It's right there near uh, William Cannon in South Congress. You still have a number of fire fire crews on the scene. Uh, we have uh, uh, road closures in that area. Um, it grew, grew to a three-alarm blaze. Uh, I'm looking at some of these pictures here tweeted out by the Austin Fire Department. There, it's an inferno, at least in one of these buildings i could see well, thank goodness no injuries well there was uh, let's see one re- one person they say evaluated by ems for smoke inhalation refused transportation and no other injuries reported so yes yeah, very good go. very good uh but but for the now for now as as they're down there still fighting that fire getting everything patched up give them some space you probably need to find another way through there well, this looks like it's uh, affected maybe uh, two maybe three different uh buildings mm-hmm. which occupies maybe four to six different units so uh, this potentially affects a lot of folks here. Yeah, there could be some uh, some Man. people that are that are, are pretty badly displaced by. Looks this. like the fire started maybe on a, on a second floor. At least it looks that way. You know, it's it's hard to tell. You know, completely from the pictures. But uh, wow, this is uh, this is eastbound William Cannon. 
Uh, what's the actual? Do we have the name of the apartment complex? Uh, I believe it's it's. Uh, I don't actually. I'm sorry. Cannon Commons. It may be something. I, I think I saw. Okay. AFD says the fire originated on the corner of the balcony, and then it extended to two connected buildings after that. I see, yeah. Uh, so it, 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 I mean, those are some big, big flames. Well, listen, L- luckily nobody, nobody's hurt. No, you know, no tragedy here other than loss of, of property. Well, this is, uh, you know, you lose everything. That's that's yeah. tragic. And well, it looks sure. like it looks like some people have because uh, it, it looks like it's pretty extensive fire damage here. Uh, listen, if you're in that area at one one seven West William Cannon. Uh, where this apartment complex uh, went up in flames, you got some eyewitness reports. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll throw you to the top of the list here at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Listen, as you know, Governor Greg Abbott and 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 Joe Biden uh, continues to transport uh, illegal aliens all across the country. Uh, many are coming through Austin's airports. The city of Austin right. is seeking federal reimbursement dollars for assisting the city of San Antonio in transporting about 120 individuals per day through Austin's airport to wherever their uh, sponsor destinations are. Well, this controversial, um, well, this, 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 there's a controversial Boston uh, migrant shelter that has been unveiled. This is in Massachusetts. Uh, Democrat governor seized a cherished recreation center. In, uh, in a rather deprived majority black neighborhood. And it's infuriated a lot of locals. This was a, this was a, a recreation center uh, that the neighborhood fought for for years. They get it. Mm-hmm. And the Malie Koss Recreation Center at Roxbury has now been turned into a shelter that could house up to 400 illegal aliens. Yeah. Some folks are, uh, are pretty upset there locally. We're here today because we really don't have a choice. State and city leaders say they've all been moved by the plight of families, many now camping out at Logan Airport with no place to go, and a state shelter system stretched to the limit. When uh, children are asking, Mommy, where are we going tonight? Where are we going to sleep? Uh, It's a human crisis. Shame on Healy! Shame on Woo! But the plan has received mixed reviews in the community, since the recreation center is also a vital resource for youth and adult programs. We sympathize with them. We as a people in our community, we love. But sometimes we love so much that we spite our own selves. Alternating toe touches. Tony DeRocca, with Boston United Track and Cross Country, coaches young athletes in a free weekly program here, and now doesn't know where they'll go with a meet set for Sunday. We have kids who also are impacted negatively, and our program is one that very few stable times of their life. I've been going here for like two years now, and like it's been like a second home to me. Yeah, there you go. So uh, a big loss for the community. Sure. Yeah, and sure. and uh, I, I didn't hear anything from state officials there talking about this being a temporary shelter. Now, it, well, and you know, part of this, it, the part of this problem for Massachusetts is it's it's by its own creation for decades. They've they've had this right to housing law where mm. by right in the state of Massachusetts, you have to have housing of some sort that, you know, if you want it, they've got to give it to you. So now, now they've got to take whatever whatever space they can to do this. I know I know that Mara Healy, as the city started to buckle under the under the weight of all the Im- illegal immigrants showing up there late last year, she put some caps on that. Mm. But I still I mean, it's still they triage people to other cities if they can't. So. You know, th- this is basically one of those situations where you have, you know, the, these uh, these governments saying, we'll do all this for you, and, and now it's just completely coming back to backfire on them. That's in Massachusetts. That's Massachusetts. Roxbury. Now, uh, New York Governor Kathy Hochul suggests deporting illegal aliens who are allowed to walk free with no bail after uh, seen on video jumping two cops in New York's Times Square. Four men were charged with assault on a police officer, gang assault, and obstructing a government administration in disorderly conduct. A fifth uh, was arrested Monday night, charged with attempted assault on a peace officer and gang assault. It was a mob that attacked these two police officers. Mm-hmm. The officers were asking these this group uh, to move on down the road a little bit. Well, Hochul continued her uh, U-turn on this crisis at the border. as she uh, She said the state should consider deporting them. We have to let the word out that when you come to New York, we're not going to have more hotel rooms. We don't have capacity. So we have to also message properly that we're at our limit. If you're going to leave your country, go somewhere else. But the smarter thing is to apply for asylum before you leave your country. So rude, right? She's actually recommending remain in Mexico policy. Yeah. She's actually recommending what Joe Biden reversed day one when he was in office. Just another, you know, left-wing public official 
who for you know all this time has said, no, 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 there's no problem. Everybody come one, come all. This humanitarian thing, but now that it's in my backyard, I don't want it, and maybe you shouldn't come here. Yeah. Like, you know, it's so now it affects you, and now you care. Yeah, and and they just we're we're seeing that all over the country in these big cities. Well, I think it's interesting because yesterday, and 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 it's this is kind of a related story, I guess. It was a Montana man that was sentenced to in Washington D.C. federal courts after being convicted of assaulting a police officer on January the 6th at the White House. Okay. Uh, this guy named Steve Sturgeon, he's 34, uh, he got six years in prison for assaulting a, a police officer at the White House uh, there on January the 6th. It sounds incredibly excessive, six years in prison. Uh, when you read the story about this gang of illegal aliens that jump to cops and get to walk free. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you're a, if you're a citizen and you assault a cop, you go to jail, and you should. Absolutely, no you doubt should. about it. I mean, you you assaulted a cop, but if you're a non-citizen, well, you get a bunch of freebies and you get to walk the streets. You have privilege. You have privilege. Yes, indeed. If you, you think do. about it, the non-citizens have what? What do non-citizens in this United States have more than the citizens? What? What's the difference? Right? Can't vote. Yeah. Right. But some lawmakers want to change that. Sure. Uh, can't sit on a jury, right? I believe so. I think that's correct. Other than that, there's nothing else. Can they own firearms? Well, they do, right? Well, we, know they, we know they do. We know they occasionally but, do, right? But, 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 but well, the, does the law frown on that? I would think so. I think it does. Yeah. You've got to be a citizen, yeah. of course. But, uh, you know, they're accessible. And Well, in some uh, police forces in uh, California, they're talking about arming DACA. Uh, you know, kids, Americans, uh, to be uh, to work as police officers there. Turn them into cops. You got to turn your guns in at the end of the day, though. Mm. You can't mm. take it home. That's what that's what they've been talking about. Okay. All right, jump in here. <laughs> yeah, five one two eight three six zero five ninety here on the Todd and Oz show, and, and, and there's several of these cities that are really, really, really changing their tune when it comes to uh, housing illegal aliens. Yep. Yep. There's uh, you know, we, we've heard a lot out of Chicago too. You know, as as they're just being buried under the weight of all this. Yeah. And, and there's a report that found some 2,500 migrants up there in Chicago have been living in squalid conditions in, in city-sponsored migrant shelters. Uh, one that was converted from a, a warehouse to a migrant shelter. Reports claim that it's uh, infested with rats and cockroaches, covered in rotting food and garbage, has water quality issues, open sewage problems, and many other problems. And, and uh, you know, so you've got all these cities. Again, it, it's like they're... It's like they're not even trying. They they wanted this. Try a little harder. They ran campaigns. Yeah, on, right? yeah. Six thirty three here on the Todd and Oz show. You could join us at five one two eight three six zero four five ninety. Listen for a minute. Let's talk about this hearing yesterday with all the big tech executives from TikTok, uh, from uh, various social media, Facebook, Meta, of course. Mark Zuckerberg is there and. Well, they got beat up. They got grilled by uh, several lawmakers on yeah. both sides of the aisle, actually. This yeah. is um, kind of a bipartisan feeling that's this hearing yesterday going after big tech while moms and dads set behind Mark Zuckerberg who have lost their child to some sort of exploitation on social media. Uh, they're they're kind of pushing back, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the social media giants. They kind of say they support new legislation of regulation, but then they kind of don't. They kind of talk out both sides of their mouth on the issue, especially when it comes to uh, legal protection and immunity from lawsuits. Mm-hmm. Every one of those parents that were sitting behind them would love to sue Facebook and the other uh, platforms that may have been used to target their children. Sure. Should they have immunity? Should they? Is Facebook and social media an inanimate object just like a gun? Right. I'm just curious. We're still trying to, you know, you're trying to. Well, this is this is still new to us. Yeah, right? it's kind of the wild west. This is kind of the wild west in this frontier. I, I don't want anybody bad to have access to your kids via social media at all. Right? Inappropriate content, uh, facilitating drugs and sexual exploitation. We already have laws in the books to stop that kind of stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, it was a group of the nation's top social media executives, and they faced some intense questioning yesterday in a Senate committee. On these issues, let's listen in. It was at times a contentious hearing. Senator, I view my job and the job of our company as building the best tools that we can to keep our community safe. Well, you're failing at that. 
Well, Senator, we're doing an industry-leading effort. We build out oh, tools nonsense. that your product is killing people. Will you personally commit to compensating the victims? You're a billionaire. Republican Senator Josh Hawley laying into Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg over what Hawley feels is his company's refusal to take responsibility for children who have been harmed by Meta's Instagram platform. Zuckerberg at one point rising from his seat and turning to apologize to family members of victims sitting in the audience holding up pictures of their loved ones. And this is why we so much and are going to continue doing extremely efforts to uh, to make sure that no one has to go through the types of things that your families have had to suffer. Senators are demanding accountability from Zuckerberg, as well as Discord's Jason Citron, Snap CEO Evan Spiegel, TikTok CEO Shu Zi Chu, and ex-CEO Linda Yaccarino, all of whom say programs have been put in place to better prevent and track harmful engagement on their respective platforms. Democratic Chairman Dick Durbin. Discord has been used to groom, abduct, and abuse children. Meta's Instagram helped connect and promote a network of pedophiles. Snapchat's disappearing messages have been co-opted by criminals who financially extort young victims. TikTok has become a, quote, platform of choice for predators to access, engage, and groom children for abuse. And the prevalence of CSAM on X has grown as the company has gutted its trust and safety workforce. The Bipartisan Stop CSAM Act, CSAM stands for Child Sexual Abuse Material, would implement ways for companies to be sued and force them to do more to prevent their platforms from being used in harmful ways. The Senate notes the number of victims identified in CSAM rose almost tenfold from 2009 to 2022, from 2,172 victims to over 21,000. John Stolnes, Washington. All right, there you go. I think there's no denying it. Even Mark Zuckerberg in his own research would say that some of these platforms are manipulating the minds of young people. Absolutely. Especially our young girls. There's tremendous data out there uh, among the medical community and among Facebook researchers themselves. Mm-hmm. A lot of that has been revealed through uh, various hearings. So what do we do about this? Because my honest p- uh, feeling is, Nothing's going to change here. There's too much money involved. Yeah. Lawmakers like to grandstand, Democrats and Republicans, and then they get a big campaign contribution and it just kind of gets forgotten. Sure. Right? That's it's a story as old as time. Should there be immunity protection for these social media giants from being sued by moms and dads whose daughters may have committed suicide as a result of something they were experiencing on social media? Five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Much like the gun manufacturers have mu- immunity. Mm. Well, you know, I mean, it, it, it raises a good point when you when you look at the fact that that on a base level, what social media is, it's just a platform that's there for you to you know, you know, throw stuff out your your opinions, your your day to day life, whatever. And yeah, there are algorithm algorithms that are tailored to you, and and the marketing can at times seem a little nefarious but if you're an adult that's your choice to get on that's right right and uh i do think that parents should have a big a much bigger role in in, you know what their kids are doing online however you know whether it's school or 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 work i mean social media is so intertwined in everything in life and i you know i just I, i i'm not sure exactly how parents could navigate that you know always watching at the same you know they, they can't they or i should say they can't all, always be watching what their kids doing online you know it, it so it's almost impossible as a parent i'm a parent yeah. it's almost impossible i mean uh, there was one story about a woman of a 14 year old who was uh, uh being groomed by some man in, a, in another state who had bought an airline ticket to go get her yeah uh, that's the story we heard uh, in that hearing yesterday and mom says yeah, he was communicating with her on social media on her phone as she was sitting on the couch next to me. She thought, the 14-year-old girl thought it was another 14-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. She'd never had any kind of attention from a 14-year-old boy before. She didn't know what she was, she didn't understand it, you know. She was easily victimized uh, via that social media platform, just as her mom was sitting right there. So so what? let's, let's really talk about it. Moms and dads out there, should there be an age restriction? Maybe, maybe there should. I'm, and I'm not trying to promote any of this. I'm just trying to, you know, facilitate a conversation on this. Should there be a law that says no one under the age of 16 can access social media? I mean, that would help a little bit, right? I, I think should, it would help a little or bit. Or should we really crack down and prosecute some of these social media companies that don't filter out the bad stuff before it gets to your child?
right? The, the other side of this we heard in the hearing is, is, is Facebook, especially Meta, uh, they love to, to push the buttons of people. Mm. And get you going and get you riled up, that sort of thing. Sure, and they do. I mean, you know, they're they're very, very highly skilled at that. But you know, in the, in the same way that I, I you know, it, you say, well, uh, Smith and Wesson is responsible for you know some guy getting shot in the street in the middle of downtown Austin. You know, that's obviously they're not. Obviously, the company has, has no no responsibility there whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, I so I, I'm I'm not sure about immunity, but I I, I definitely don't know about. I just at some point you, you have to take some self some responsibility for your own decisions on social media. Texter just just made this comment and, and and at first I was a little like, well, what are you talking about? But this text is correct. Social media is not for the weak minded. No, it's really not. It's really not. It's highly manipulative. It's dangerous for the weak minded. Mm-hmm. You, you're you're like a wounded gazelle. And and we see. And I think our I think our elected officials know that. I mean, you see the rhetoric. You see the way that narratives are 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 pushed upon people in mass, and and you know overnight, like wildfire, just it catches on. And social media is yeah. is what is the you know the conveyor of of, of that wildfire. And, and a good indicator of this is even those tech giants. They don't allow their kids on social media. Yeah. How about yeah. that? Uh, one text says at 512-836-0590, take the damn phone away from your kids. You clearly aren't old enough to own a phone or be on your social media. It's pretty simple. Make 18-year-olds old enough to have social media on a platform. Just be 18. Uh, this is some, I'm not sure if this person has kids. I think a lot of people are saying, man, this is tough to keep up with my kids in these days and this kind of thing. Is. You know, it's, it is. You're at work, you know, that kind of thing. I imagine it is. You know, look, if, if you're a social media platform and, and you're intentionally not filtering out, say, child pornography, Shut you know, it. things like that, Shut then absolutely you are, you are responsible. But you know, what are you going to do? Filter every single private message that somebody sends on your platform? You, yeah. you, you can't do that. That's all privacy issues there, too. This is all data. Some of this stuff, X's and O's, is very easy to filter out. Yeah. Right? That guy that killed his his parents just last week, beheaded his father, mm-hmm. he had an incredible, gruesome video that was circulating for hours on YouTube. That's right. That's right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kevin is checking in from Georgetown this morning. Hey, Kevin. Hey, uh, guys. How y'all doing this morning? You know, what, what really puzzles me is Facebook says they can only do so much, but... Just two years ago or so, anything I posted about COVID or anything like this or the elections, it would immediately get flagged or uh, it wouldn't post or it said it was being reviewed. So if they can do that instantaneous across the whole United States and the world, why can't they do this for uh, porn, uh, pedophilia, drug abuse, sex, all this stuff that they say they can't do? They say they can, but there's so much of it, it takes time to get to it. Some, somebody well, post, post. Yeah, go ahead. When I posted about COVID, it happened instantaneous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were pretty quick on that draw. Yeah, they were. They were very quick. Thank you, Kevin. Six forty six here on the Todd and Oz show. Yeah, you can join us. Five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Let me squeeze in uh, Melinda. Checking in from Canyon Lake this morning. Melinda, what's on your mind? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, loud and clear. Go right ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm driving uh, to work mm-hmm. uh, up here in Austin. Um, I was wondering if there are any school personnel out there who are listening who can let us know, because my kids haven't been in school for a while. Uh, are the, is there any discussion about the dangers of social media in the schools? Um, yes. Say it, health class or whatever. And I, I'll just hang up since um, I yeah. nearly hit a deer. <laughs> God, no, no, take it easy. Be, be safe out there, Melinda. Yeah, there is uh, a variety of programs. Some school districts have a different program compared to others, but there's, there's some awareness campaigns and classes out there on safe, responsible social media. Yeah. But ultimately, it's up to mom and dad. Yeah. Don't look to the school. To always protect your kid on this kind of front, right? No, and and you know, according to uh, the, uh, the Surgeon General's Office, United States Surgeon, up to ninety five percent of young people between thirteen and seventeen use social media nearly two thirds every day, and one third quote almost constantly. So uh, it is it is very very deeply ingrained yeah. in in the culture of young people nowadays. Well, listen, there's there's some easy ways for for moms and dads to you know block some of this stuff. I mean, your 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 iPhones and 
I would assume the other cell phones out there, they, uh, they, they have some sort of protection features, right? Well, you would hope so. Yeah. The issue is moms and dads don't want to block their kids from social media because they're busy being friends with their kids and not being parents. Mm. That's the ultimate bottom line. This is mom and dad's fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, I'll, as as is the case with so many things, it, it does come down to that. Yeah. I mean, there, there are studies that show children, adolescents who spend more than three hours a day on social media, they face double the risk of mental health problems, depression, anxiety, all the things that we're yeah. seeing really you're just ravaging yeah. the young people uh, these days. Yeah. yeah. No, listen, I put my, myself in the same category of those parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I, I never knew what to do with my kids. My kids are grown now, but let's see. Uh, Jeff. Jeff in South Austin. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing today? Great. What's on your mind? Not much. First, I'd like to state that I agree with everything you just said, that in the end of the day, it is the parent's responsibility, no matter who else is involved. Um, But my question was, on the the blocking or censoring type of things, is there a possibility, and I'm not tech-savvy, but to use the hardware side of things? Because most everybody has a personal device and or a user ID on a computer that you can set up that it shows that it's a child. I don't know if the social media or internet providers can set up their sites that it can recognize the device as a minor's device and not allow access. Yeah, no, no, no. There's The, the technology is there. Uh, you know, parents have to pursue it. Uh, and in fact, one texter pointed this out. You guys do know that cell phones uh, that are uh, advertised child safe, yeah, the phone comes uh, with these filter sets and, and and locked for children and parental supervision options are already uh, set up on some of these okay. phones. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I know that uh, phones have have uh, you know parental controls as well, where you can you can limit screen time and blocks or or limit certain apps, uh, things like that. So there are definitely options like that. I I forgot that there are phones that are actually specifically rolled out like that. Yeah, the the tension builds because your child's friends are on social media. Well. Peer pressure has always been a thing. It is uh, 650. Jump in at 512-836-0590. Listen, uh, we got a hooker lady that's out there scamming men, and the Austin Police Department wants to uh, issue an alert, and and, and she's she's a big, fat, ugly one too, man. Yeah, the Austin Police Department is seeking the community's help in identifying this tramp who's suspected of drugging and robbing multiple victims in the downtown Austin area. Did you put some of these pictures online? Have yeah, we, we're getting them up there. Yeah, you've seen these pictures, right? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Good grief. Well, this woman is linked to several incidents uh, reported in the entertainment district between early 2022 and uh, as of recently, of uh, December in 2023. She's a nasty one, too, man. Good God, you could just smell the picture. Investigators say that male victims were uh, possibly drugged, their credit cards, their cell phones all taken. And apparently she's taken about $75,000 through uh, fraudulent purchases. She's um, she's a white lady. She's got blonde hair. Not 100% sure that's her natural color. No, it's definitely not. She stands about 5 foot 6, weighs about 275. She could Give be Give me the, a big old kiss. She could be the 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 blo- the, the backside tackle blocker uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> a lot of face makeup. I mean, she looks she looks like a trailer park, like a like a truck stop lot lizard. Come here, little girl. Yeah. Anyone with information should contact the APD's robbery unit. Uh, you can you know submit a tip uh, online, that sort of thing. I'm just curious. I mean, they say that she's victimizing men in the entertainment district. Could she be uh, kind of a black widow, if you will? I mean, we had a lot of men that wound up in that river. I'm just curious, you know, drunk or on drugs and pass out. Maybe she slipped them Mickey's and kissed them and pushed them in. Certainly possible. I mean, I'm just, I'm just curious, right? Just curious. I mean, you know, there, there was a lot of question last year. You know, when we let, well, I think five, six guys fell in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's, that's a lot of money, $75,000. Yeah. You know, she kind of looks like, she kind of looks like a, she kind of looks like a, in one of these pictures, like a drag queen out of a John Waters movie. Yeah, she's My Maria, a she's, large one at that. She's not. Uh, she's not a pretty one, that's for sure. Tell but she, a large Marge Apparently, she's there. able to uh, trick these men, drugging them. I guess. What is she drugging them with? Do we know? Slipping them a Mickey, that kind of thing. Probably something like that. You know what? That's this is uh, this is the oldest story in the book. Obviously, these men are not thinking with the right brain in these moments. No, they're not. They are. They're. They're. Doing the, they're doing it all wrong. Well, uh, we got to, we'll get some pictures up. And other news outlets have pictures of the hooker lady. Uh, she's on their websites and all over hey, social media. Hey, buddy. Uh, and on the Twitterverse, too.
jump in here, 512-836-0590 here on the Todd and Oz Show. What are you laughing for? What's Mm -mm -mm. No, I just, you know, very colorful descriptions. I I was just enjoying your story here. Did I anger the hooker community? Don't judge. No, they know who they are. The hooker's mad at me? They understand the the life they've chosen. I'm just saying she, she looks like she's been road hard and put up wet. Don't. She's running scams on these guys, obviously. Don't. I mean, this isn't something... Uh, I, my guess is she's been doing this for a while. She's a nasty, nasty lady. She, Come on. She should be removed from the streets. Well, out her picture's taking... out there everywhere. I mean, you know, she's going to have to move on to Colleen or something. Uh, just looking at the pictures, I feel like I need a hepatitis booster. Good grief. <laughs> you can't... <laughs> Ugh. You can smell the picture. You're right. You're well, she, right. It she, almost washed she's out. She's slipping of this, something in people's drinks and taking advantage well, of I them. I think that, that probably would. That's my assumption here. She's like drugging them in their drinks. You know, they're having a good old time. Or at least the fellas think they're having a good old time. This is not right. And then they wake up, no phone, no wallet. Mm. Listen, you're going to start to see a, a lot of construction this week at Austin's airport. Uh, and it'll be like this for, for quite a while, maybe a decade. Yeah, about so. Yeah, the TSA checkpoint number three will be closed on the west side of the airport. They're beginning a massive uh, makeover of uh, Austin's airport. New terminal space, new ticketing counters, new checkpoints. Councilwoman Vanessa Fuentes talking with CBS Austin. I think this is in her uh, area, yes, right? Yes, correct. So she says the, these, these, uh, well, these are vital improvements. It's about ensuring that our airport is a good neighbor to the community that live around the airport, but that also we as a city are able to deliver an expansion program that meets our needs. Yeah, now the portion of the expansion should be complete. Uh, this one section by 2026, they got many other projects they're working on. The work on ongoing on the west side of the airport, gates one and two, uh, they're still available. Right, yeah. right. So you got, uh, th- I think, three, checkpoint three closed. It's going to, you know, we're, we're, we're going to have the airport, that all that construction, Project Connect, I-35. Yeah. We're going to be looking, uh, you're not even going to recognize this place when it's all done. The Todd and Oz Show, weekday mornings 5 to 10 on News Radio KLBJ. License 26099E. Smart Sense, brought to you by Smart Air Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save up to $3,400 on a new comfort system. Whether your furnace is no longer working like it used to, or you want to get ahead of the summer heat, it's time to call the expert heating and cooling technicians at Smart Air. Call now and take advantage of this smart offer from Smart Air. Call 512-600-4311. That's 512-600-4311. Or visit smartairaustin.com.